Hello everybody and welcome to episode four of the Transport Podcast. Today's pod will be with Miss Josie Pointer. Now Josie will be joining us as head of netball at Trent College in September. So it's a perfect opportunity for me and her to catch up uh, and she'll be sharing with us her sporting journey so far, which is very impressive, let me say. Uh, and also where she uh, sees Trent netball at the moment and where, perhaps where she intends to take it. I uh, hope you enjoy the next uh, 25 minutes and you can learn from the things that Josie's going to be sharing with us as well. Josie, how are you? Hi Richard, yeah, very well, thank you. Very well. well. Thanks very much for joining us on the pod today. So uh, for everybody out there, this is Josie Poynton. She is our new head of netball for September 2020. How are you coping with lockdown, Josie? Yeah, I'm, to be honest, I'm looking at the whole, trying to look at the whole thing in a positive light. So um, doing a lot of sort of uh, yoga, a lot of gardening. I've got an allotment, so I've been working pretty much there for okay. the time. What's on your allotment? Um, yeah, well, everything. Um, so try, try and grow as much as possible. So your potatoes, your beans, your peas, uh, your lettuce, all your cabbages. So, yeah, a little bit of the green thumb, if I'm honest. Uh, so that's, okay. that's a new, new little secret of us. Okay. Uh, well, thanks for joining us today. So the purpose of today's podcast is for you to share with us your sporting journey so we can get to know you a bit better and then we can talk a little bit about Trent Netball. Start us off when give us an insight into your sort of school university sporting journey. Yeah, so um, I was really lucky. I, I started playing netball at you know a fairly young age. So I went to um, I went to a good primary school that had really good coaches um, and got introduced to it from about year four. So I started playing the uh, school level netball and then up into high school. We we're really lucky. We had a really strong netball program, um, which was actually headed up by my mum. Uh, so my mum oh, was nice. yeah, my mum was our, our head of netball, our head PE teacher. Um, so was that at Rekin, was it? No, that was just before I went to Rekin. So that was a Newcastle Underlime School, and then I moved. Okay. I went to Rekin for sixth form, um, and uh, carried on sort of progressing through that. Yeah, so school school netball for me was always the big one. Uh, I think nowadays it's more common that people develop netball through playing club netball, but for me, I developed most of my netballing skills through the school system. Um, right. Yeah, I was very lucky. Uh, our school team, we went to nationals at every single occasion that we had the opportunity to. Oh, wow. Um, so you must yeah, have had a decent team then. Yeah, we had a brilliant team. We had a brilliant school team. Um, and we'd been together for a long time as well. So it'll be a little bit similar, I imagine, to some of the some of the girls at Trent, you know, that they would have been, you know, playing with some of the their friends that they, they, they've been involved with since really the L yeah. prep school yeah. so it was very similar we had pretty much the same team from about year four right the way up to you know my final year which was my uh, year 11 before I then moved away for a different um, to a boarding school actually and, and a okay. different netball setup but yeah right. so yeah love school netball it was absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant and then so you went on to what position are you Jason so back back in the day I used to be a shooter yeah okay. so I used to yeah I used to play goal attack goal shooter um and then right the way through to about my second year of university, I continued to play in the shooting circle. Um, and I started off, um, so I played in the shooting circle when I did England juniors. Right. And then it wasn't until I started playing Super League that I got moved out of the circle and into centre court. Okay. I think um, it, was my first, it was my first ever match, actually. It was against Surrey Storm. 
and I remember I, I went on, so as a young sort of 19-year-old, I went onto the court and I got the ball in the, in a decent shooting position and I couldn't see the post. The, just the, the, the defenders Massive. powered over yeah, us, yeah, yeah, and I just couldn't see the post at all. And Yeah, so I, I, slowly, I slowly moved out of that shooting circle and into centre court, so firmly a wing attack centre by, by the okay. end of my career. So you joined Rekin boarding school for at 16. How was that? Yeah, it, um, a big change. Um, yeah, it was a big change. So obviously I'd never really boarded before. Um, and uh, it was, I actually went to a smaller school. So Rekin's not too big. It's probably a similar size to Trent College. Uh, so okay. it's about half the size of my high school. Um, and yeah, it was a great experience actually because it kind of gave me the opportunity to get a little bit of independence, but at the same time, I was still part of like a wider family. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I loved it. And the opportunities that I had in terms of extracurricular and, you know, not just from an academic side, but, but also the fact that I could kind of get involved in lots of other different opportunities, such as, you know, CCF, other sports, music. It was, yeah, it was a really good It makes a difference, doesn't it, living on site? Yeah, a massive difference. And, and, and like I say, it's about, you know, when you, when you do live on site, you, you do find yourself, you throw yourself into everything. And I think that's yeah. really important because it really does develop you as a person and it gives you sort of a more rounded skill set, uh, yeah. definitely. And then on to university? Yeah, so I was I was really lucky to receive a scholarship to go to Northumbria University, which is up in Newcastle. Strong, isn't it, Northumbria? Strong sports university. Yeah, very strong. And at the time, um, they had an exceptional netball setup. So obviously they had the Super League team. Um, at that point, the Super League team had been doing pretty well um, as well. They had a lot of overseas players. Um, but they kind of changed their outlook and wanted to bring in, a, a, you know, some more homegrown English young players, which, you know, I was the op- had the opportunity the to go there. Yeah, students. And it's just a little bit more sustainable. Um, yeah. So I had the opportunity to go to Northumbria um, and, and you know, I played played there for three years um, and continued to develop a netball, which was, which was fantastic, alongside obviously studying um, a sports mm. science degree. Great. And then, so what happened following university then? Yeah, so following university, um, so I actually stopped playing Super League netball in my final year of university. I, I kind of made the decision that that actually there were some other areas that I wanted to focus on and there were other passions within the game, such as coaching I wanted to focus on. Um, okay, so, so you made that decision quite early then? Yeah, I was, I was you know, I think... I w- it's an interesting one because obviously I, I played netball at a decent level from from a really young age and kind of throwing everything into it and you know from a playing perspective by the time I hit about 21 I just wasn't getting the enjoyment out of it that I should have been getting out of it and I think that's okay. a really interesting because I've always taken that experience through to my coaching as well just making right. sure that enjoyment's kind of at the, the forefront of everything that's got to be one of your core values really um, yeah. and actually it was coaching um, I, you know, I, I loved coaching I've been really coaching since I was about 13, 14 I'd, I'd always been coaching sort of the lower age groups at school and uh, I coached the university sides whilst I was at university um, and it was in my um, the back end of my second year I had a really bad injury on the netball court in the training okay. and it was a long rehab process and I just made the decision to actually just focus on coaching and 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 started to coach on the performance pathway, which is great. It was a brilliant opportunity for me at such a young age and it's all kind of developed from there, really. Um, right. But yeah, great. So post-university, post I then actually worked for the netball 
uh, for a couple of years. Um, I also then went back to work at Northumbria University. So I worked on a Super League setup um, in the community department. I used to run their community programs and do a lot of coaching for them. Um, and then finally started to move out of netball and into charity work and I now currently work at Durham Cricket for their uh, um, Cricket Foundation. But obviously right. soon to then join Trent from uh, from the end of August, which we're really looking forward to. Yeah, great. Um, so obviously you've been through some good environments there. Some, you've, you will have been surrounded by some positive experiences and positive people. Can you give us an insight into some role models that you've perhaps had since you were growing up and that have got you to the position you are or supported you in your journey so far? Yeah, I, I, like I said, I've been really lucky. I've had some incredible coaches and um, I had some amazing teachers as well. And I think that's so important. Um, you know, the first person that really introduced me to the game of netball was um, a lady called Mrs. Dixon. She was a year five teacher at, um, at Orm House, which is my primary school. Um, and she was just fantastic. She just really instilled all the basic skills and uh, that that you would really need to sort of have solid foundations. And I think that's really important as well as, you know, right away from a young age is, is learning those fundamental movement skills and just learning those basic, you know, the basic movement skills. Build the foundations, that thing. Yes, massively important. And, you know, she, she was a... At the time, she was quite a scary lady, if I'm honest. She was sort of a, there's always one, isn't there, I think, in a yeah. primary school that everyone's scared of. And she was it. But, you know, she's an amazing lady. And I still stay in touch with her now. She's, she's fantastic, even though she's retired. Um, but, yeah, yeah, she was the first influence. And, and then, on, obviously, my mum. Um, you know, I moved into second. Well, she's so. head of PE, you were telling Yeah, me. she was. She was she was head of PE and um, she was the main netball coach at the school. And she she's a fantastic coach, actually. She's a level three netball coach. Um, okay. She's been involved in the county system and the regional system for a long time. So I was very lucky to have her as, as, as a role model. And, you know, she was fantastic as a role model for netball on the court. But also she really did instill a lot of like characteristics and values and me as a person in my home life as well, which obviously right. just really enhanced, you know, the, the actual more holistic athlete development. So yeah, it was, um, she, she, so we, we could get her in and do some, uh, she could do some guest coaching, couldn't she? Yeah, hundred percent. The two pointers. Yeah. She, she, she's, <laughs> we, we, we actually complement each other really well. So she, my mum's a very much a skill, a skills coach she she is very okay. much there about the fundamentals and the basic skills whereas i i would probably bring a little bit more tactical element so we do kind of bounce off each other quite well which is also right. why i think we got through you know her, you know high school without without any major arguments on the netball court as well because obviously whether it be my mother that there is a dynamic element there and relationship yeah. but uh, we've always gone so well and what about um obviously the, the the level of sport you played you must have experienced some high-level coaches, what, what have you learned from them? Yeah, so I think probably the, the two coaches that have had the biggest impact on me um, as a player, um, my, my first netball coach on the pathway, um, actually, so it was at West Midlands in the regional academy, um, was Colette Thompson, who's actually the England assistant coach for the senior okay. roses. I was really lucky to have Colette as one of my sort of first performance coaches. And yeah, you know, she's, she's an amazing lady. She's very analytical. So she used to be a believer, a maths teacher. And you can see that that's the way that she approaches the game of netball. She's very analytical. Um, yeah. Everything. Coaches about, by logic. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and, that, and I've taken a lot from that. You know, I'm very much when I, when I coach netball, I like, I like to see efficiency. 
um, of, of movement and efficiency of playing. And that, that's always, that's been drawn down by the likes of having Colette Thompson for me as a coach growing up. Um, yeah. I suppose the other major uh, sort of like impact on me as a, as a player was I had Tracy Neville um, as a coach uh, for a okay. full season. Um, okay. and, and that was amazing. I actually learned so much, so much, especially just in terms of attacking ability and, and attacking structures. Um, I learned loads. Tracy, could you Tracy. tell the listeners who Tracy Neville is? Yeah, so so Tracy's the current England women's coach. So she she coached the um, England women team to that um, you know that amazing record, sort of gold medal winner at the Commonwealth Games, and she's uh, obviously stepped down now. Um, to, to ha- have a have a baby and to start a family, um, but hopefully we'll see her back, sort of gracing gracing the courts again as a coach. Um, but yeah, on our um, on our Twitter, I actually put one of her podcasts on uh, a couple of days ago. So hopefully some people might might have picked that up. And also, I tweeted the uh, the last moments of the Commonwealth Games gold medal, which is just unbelievable, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's incredible that last play. It's absolutely incredible, uh, incredible, and like I said, I've listened to that podcast as well about Tracy, and um, it's very, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. So yeah. I do recommend everyone goes goes and listens to it because it it's interesting to hear it from the mindset of a coach. So, what did you learn from Tracy Neville? Then? Um, to be perfectly honest, mo- most of the things that I learned from Tracy was sort of like attacking structures. So, okay. yeah, when when the gameplay, hundred yeah, um, percent. I think. Tracy was a hard coach. Um, you had to work hard. You, you know, mm. the, the compliments came few and far between from Trace. And, you know, when you did get a compliment, it, it just meant the world because you, you'd obviously worked so hard to, to get to get that. And uh, But her game knowledge is incredible. Her, her, her actual knowledge of the shooting circle. So when she played for England, she, she was actually a, in the shooting circle. Her knowledge and and ability and court craft within that area is is fantastic so i probably learned some real course of like tactics and coaching specifics and gameplay that you know i still utilize today as well in my yeah. coaching so you've played international sport yes yeah um so obviously netball um i, I started taking netball quite seriously when i was about 15 so at the time, I was in the regional academy for the West Midlands. Um, and back then, there wasn't, it's not the pathway that, that's available, that you see now for, for girls in, in sort of the, the Roses pathway. Um, apart from regional netball, there was nothing between that and, you know, England in the 17s and the 19s. There was no competition structure or anything. And so I played in that for a couple of years. And then they actually introduced the first ever MPL tournament. Um, when I was playing and so MPL is the junior version of Netball Super League um, okay yeah so I, I got the opportunity so is that club based or is that that's regional regional it? based yeah so it's, it's okay. predominantly franchises so your Loughborough Lightnings your you know your, your Wasps your Surrey Storms they they all have um, teams that play within that but then they the are they are the few regions that don't have a Super League franchise and so when it first started off uh, West Midlands didn't actually have a Super League franchise um, so it was just a regional competition and um, but we had great coaches and we had great players and so we had the opportunity to play in that league for for the first I think it was about two three years I played in that and it was amazing opportunity because that put you out in the forefront then for England selection um which you never had really the opportunity to before um so yeah from that competition um I then got selected to to play as part of the England 19s and 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 as part of that setup for a couple of years 
and wow. yeah which was amazing experience amazing yeah, yeah and actually it was a lot of my teammates were in that so that actual west midlands warriors as we were called that that regional team was actually quite a special team so looking mm. back now we had colette thompson was our head coach who was who's obviously one of the england assistant coaches now um we had uh laura malcolm layla guska beth cobden so any netball sort of fanatics that are listening to this they're full england roses we had an amazing team okay. and a lot of lot of girls that went on to achieve you know really big things within the game of netball so when so when did you um what did you learn from all of that then playing international sport and how come how has that impacted on you i think the key things that i really learned was you know actually you have to put the work in and you yeah. have to work hard and, and it and it isn't easy you know there's a lot of ups and downs there's a lot of ups and downs and you've always got to sort of remain true to yourself and true to you know what you want to achieve and making sure that you continue to enjoy it you know I absolutely adored my netball uh, around about that age sort of like under, that England in England the 19s and and I worked really hard as well so I came into that program at um, 18 Whereas a lot of mm. girls have been in that program since they're about 16. Uh, so okay. I didn't do the under-17s. So I was a little bit of a late bloomer on the netball court. Um, and I had catch-up to do, if I'm perfectly honest. And even the England coaches at the, at the time were like, you've got a lot of work to do here. And, and I went away and did it. Um, you know, we had weekly session plans. So, you know, we had to be working on all aspects of our game. Um, so our conditioning right the way through to, you know, to your speed, your agility, um, your overall fitness, as well as your game-based stuff um and yeah I worked really hard um and it was a challenge as well you know sort of like juggling that and schoolwork at the time that's when I've moved to boarding school so I mm. used to have to finish maths on a Wednesday um and this is this is out of netball term when I didn't have um games in the afternoon but I used to finish maths and I used to get on a train and I used to tr get on I used to do two trains and then a bus to get to training um we used where, to do, where was training so it was in a place uh, just outside of birmingham so it was in soli hill okay so okay. it used to be something called home training so we used to have camps every year and they were about two weeks long and they were down in bath but in between them um each region had a home coach and you used to have to go yes. every week for coaching and yeah i used to have to do that you know once a week and on top of my netball with school and i also had to then travel to birmingham uni twice a week for strength and conditioning and this was all alongside. So on. Yeah, it was really, really full on. And it, the one thing I, I've learned is to be organised, and it's all about that time management. You know, you can't. Yeah, yeah, it's key. Isn't yeah, it? it's massively Plan. key. Planning, but also every single aspect of that training that we did was is massively important to development. And I think sometimes nowadays it's so easy to put things on the back burner. It's just like, oh, you know, I don't want to go out and get the cones out and do change of direction and agility work. Actually, I want to be doing things with a netball but it's actually for me understanding what it takes to kind of get to that level and making sure you focus on all aspects of your game as well yeah so that's obviously fed into your um your netball coaching philosophy um but just before we go on to that you've played other international sport haven't you yeah so um yeah so the first sport really that i, I took quite seriously was basketball um okay so netball for me i didn't really didn't really push on till I was about 15, 16, 17. It had always been basketball. So from quite a young age, I'd been involved in the England setup. So um, I, I lose count of how many European countries I'd, I've travelled to to play competitions. I've, I've been to the under-16 European 
um, competition as well with England, um, representing at basketball. And, and it was actually, I had to make a decision between basketball and netball when I was about 16. And that's when I chose netball and I focused on that. Um, but, but for me, for sport, I've always just been a games player. Yeah. Um, and did you play a bit of rugby, didn't you? Yeah, I did. It did. So it was interesting. So when I actually stopped playing Super League netball, um, I ended up doing a few couple of couple of matches for the university team. Um, okay. So rugby sevens because it's great. It's it, it's brilliant. You've got loads yeah. of space. Yeah, loads you can of space. It. You get to run. Get to leg it. You barely get tackled. Happy days. It's like the great introduction to rugby. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, from me as well, from a hand-eye coordination point of view and a, and a, and a sort of a spatial awareness, it was quite a good match. Um, but yeah, so I started actually playing rugby quite a lot after after university and um, I stopped playing netball. Just what position were you in rugby? Um, so fly half, um, full back, pretty much I can play, would play in the centres. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty much. I'd, I'd not not in the forwards at all. I'm not I'm not that sort of person that will uh, okay. be putting my body on the yeah, line yeah. and putting that. Yeah, I wouldn't worry the, about that. The grafting. No, I'm the sort of the ones that likes to run around and catch and, and things at the back. But yeah, so I started playing rugby quite seriously. Um, so I got into the North of England program, um, oh, yeah. and um, had been part of that setup. Um, but but once again, my my kind of injuries, it was a shoulder injury that sort of finished my netball career, that that kind of started to catch up with me again, and so I've kind of stepped away from the rugby field, but I had about about four years actually playing rugby at quite a decent level. And what about cricket? Because obviously being being in in working at Durham Cricket Club, is there a connection to playing the game? Yeah, yeah, there is. So cricket's an interesting one. So Cricket was probably one of the first sports I ever played at, at school. So before I went to Orm House, which was my the primary school, I played a lot of netball. I actually went to a, a different primary school called Fryerswood. Um, and there wasn't much um, sport provision, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, but the head teacher liked cricket. Um, okay. So I ended up playing cricket at school and it was sort of, softball cricket with a tennis ball and um, we used to play against other primary schools and so I played a little bit and then once I moved on to Orm House and Newcastle it was it was predominantly netball uh, netball in term one and term two and then it was tennis in term three there was never any cricket um, and then I was at university and then started to play for the university team and um, and I actually ended up captain the university team and 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 funnily enough, um, from after university, I then obviously got the job at Durham Cricket. Um, and at that point, started to get a lot more involved in the game of cricket. So I've got my level two coaching qualification. Um, and, and now I'm actually captain of the ladies team at Chester Street as well. So, oh, brilliant. Yeah, so I still play a little bit. Um, it was This was going to be due to be our debut se- season, actually, this summer. But unfortunately, I'll have to wait until next year, I reckon. Um, with okay. the way everything's going but yeah so cricket's an interesting one because it was never really a sport that I did a huge amount of but actually mm. now with the role that I've been in and working for Durham Cricket for the last four years um, it's actually become quite an integral part yeah. of my life. Well we've got um, I'm sure you must you may have met Tash Farrant on your interview day but she's uh, she's obviously running our cricket program so we're quite excited to have another skilled member of staff to come and uh, assist that program as and when it gets going and we get out of lockdown. Um, so thank you very much. So um, back to netball. Um, so talk me through, uh, if I was watching your team play, what, what would the game look like? So I, th- I think it's really important that 
whenever I'm coaching that there are some core values that I would have that I have as a person in my actual own life that also come about in my coaching style um, and and what might they be yeah and ideally you want all your players to buy into those so in terms of looking at what that team would look like um one of the key ones for me is you've got to enjoy it um yeah correct. And it's really important like that that core value of joy has to be there and that's what i want to see is that is everyone enjoying the game and coming from my own experiences and where i ended up in my own playing career for me that's that that's so important that you that yeah. you've got to focus on that that, that enjoyment um, the second one for me is it's competitive. Um, okay. That want to see that that competitive value throughout all of that, and that doesn't matter at what level you're playing at. It is that opportunity for competition throughout, um, yeah. and within that as well is is you're competitive within that game. So every time there's a loose ball, we want to be the team that picks up that ball. Um, you know, it's that, yeah, yeah, that one and that drive. Tenacity, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, Another value for me is is almost a little bit like I suppose it's mindfulness and I suppose it's clarity. So okay. what I quite like from my teams is basically the way I see coaching when you coach a player is is essentially you give a player a toolbox and every time you teach them something new, it's a new tool and they just put that in that toolbox and they've got that opportunity to use that and that clarity and, and in, in different situations. It's it's very difficult. Obviously, as a, as a coach, you can't control the situation. All you can do is kind of give your players all the tools possible that they are able to then implement them on the court. So, and, and hope they do it. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and the other side, if they don't do it, that's absolutely fine. It's, it's all a learning yeah. curve. So I, I definitely like my players to have a lot of clarity and, and understanding of a situation i like them to be structured but at the same time that's not restricted that they are able okay. to then have a flair in terms of their, their their game and the one thing i do like to do is play real sort of like forefront netball um and so what, what does that mean to the listener then? yeah so essentially it's kind of getting ahead of the game line um and it, it's all about being proactive and not reactive that that's one thing i always say so i think you know, let, let, if you look at a, a defensive, um, the defensive end, for example, is not being reactive in terms of the player that you're defending, but actually being proactive, you know, that we're, we're okay. dictating and we're controlling that game as much as possible. So, yeah, so very much, like I say, I think the key ones are enjoyment first, you've got to be enjoying it, competition, it's got to be as much as possible game-based within training as well, and just making sure we're competitive with that tenacity, like you were saying. Um and then, like I say, organise with structure, but at the same time, we want you to be sort of proactive and that ability to think on your feet. So, yeah. Great. That's exciting. Thank you very much. Um, so we're coming towards the end now. Um, if, if I was a year seven Trent um, pupil, what three words of advice would you give me? Um, in terms of for netball? Yeah. Yeah. I think a uh, year seven uh, people have, you know, just come along ready, ready to, to get started and listen and, and take on as much as you can. Um, the one thing I would It'd always say, yeah, 100%. The one thing I always say is, you know, I don't want my, you know, I don't want my players to come just to practice. You're not there to practice, mm. you're there to learn. Uh, I think yeah, that's really yeah. important. I think sometimes people can uh, can come along to a training session and just go through the motions. You know, we're there to mm. learn and we're there to progress each time and, and, and to ensure that, you know, that, you want to be there and you're enjoying it um good yeah and definitely just an open communication as well i'm I very much I'm, I'm a coach that i like to hear from my players i like my players to have opinions and to get involved and and so very so much you, 
a feel free to knock on the door to the office and, and have a chat that's what you're saying yeah 100%, great 100%. Um, so three words that describes, see, normally I would say if it's somebody who's worked at the school, it'd be three words to describe the trend sport culture. But what about three words for us to get to know you better, to describe yourself? Um, passionate. Um, yeah. you know, I, and, and within that, I really care as well. I do, I do really care about sort of like not just my own development, but individuals development as well. And I suppose I'm a busybody as well. Um, I always <laughs> have been, I'm always, everyone always says that I never sit down. I'm, I'm always on the go and that's just me as a person. I'm very much a busybody. Um, High energy. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Good. Good. That's what we need. Okay. Um, right. Some to finish. Firstly, thank you very much uh, for coming on the pod, no Josie. And uh, we look forward to welcoming you to Trent in September 2020. Uh, we're just going to finish with some one worders. So I'm going to say one word. And then what I want you to, you to say is just the first thing that comes into your head. Right. OK. OK. Um, family. Important. Coaching. Passion. Netball. Oh, I see. I would say that's a passion as well. Yeah, you can have two. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, charity. Value. Super League. Hard work. Trent College. Opportunity. Great. Okay, well done. Uh, Josie, it's been really nice to chat and uh, I'm sure we'll catch up before the end of term, let alone when we see you in September. But thank you very much. And no doubt I will speak to you soon. No, my pleasure. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks, Josie. Bye, Bye for now. Bye-bye. Huge thank you to Josie Poynton for her uh, useful and uh, enthusiastic insights into the, her experiences as a uh, performance sports person, a performance coach, and how she's going to bring some of that energy and enthusiasm into the Trent College Netball Programme. She talked uh, so many things that were worthwhile in terms of remembering uh, to our pupils, make sure that you're, and then Ian, Ian Randall said the same thing, make sure that you're ready when you come to training, be open-minded, be open-minded, sorry, be ready for learning. Josie describes herself as passionate, uh, caring. She's got lots of energy, you can see that. Um, she also talked about driving the basic skills, working hard, trying as hard as possible, being organised, time management. Uh, but I think it was clear that the most important thing and the thing she referred back to is that she wants her pupils and obviously the Trent College community to enjoy playing netball uh, and enjoy being a part of the programme. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that uh, insight into Josie Poynton and you feel as though you'll know her better I'm sure the Trent College community will join me in welcoming her to the school in September 2020. Thank you very much for listening today and we hope that you are safe and well and no doubt we will be back in touch very soon.